Everybody, this is Randall Barnes, the host of Pulse Radio in the building for another special edition of the Pulse Radio podcast on today. And if this instrumental playing right now is any indication, we're going to be talking about the new reboot of The Proud Family. Now, you guys know if you listen to this podcast and you follow HBC Pulse, that I'm not the biggest fan of Grownish. And that's another Disney franchise show that comes on Freeform. And I think that y'all are gonna get the same energy towards this Proud Family reboot, but we'll see. All right, but hope everyone's doing well. I realized something, ladies and gentlemen, about myself. And I wanna admit it. I realized that I don't watch TV the way that everyone else does. I don't watch sports the way that everyone else does. I don't watch movies the way that anyone else does. I don't view the world way that anyone else does now Rand, you'd be like randall like that's everyone like no one views the world the same way that's very true however i believe that i view media especially and some sports too in such a different way that it alienates me from a lot of the conversations that happen on social media if you listen to this podcast and you are familiar with me in real life or in any other type of media, Instagram, Twitter, you know that I am not the biggest fan of a lot of shows that are out. I was not the the biggest fan of the game reboot. I did one episode on it, and I didn't even try to do any other recap episodes. I was done after that first episode, I ain't gonna lie. I just was watching just to watch it at a point. It got better, but I, I was watching just to watch it. And it didn't get like exceedingly better. It went from a four out of 10 to a 7.5 with potential to get better in that next season. You know, I rail against Gronish. Um, I don't know if people have heard my power takes, but I'm not the biggest fan of Power Book 2, and I didn't like the way that power ended, although Book 3 and Book and book, book 4 with Force, they have a lot of potential. And it's a lot of, like, movies and TV shows that I rail against that I don't understand why people like. And I think that that makes me me, but it just it alienates, it alienates me from the conversation and it just makes me look at everyone like, bro, like y'all aren't being honest. When I searched Proud Family on Twitter, just to see what people were talking about, see what people were feeling about it. I saw a lot of folks that probably didn't even watch it that was saying, yeah, the Proud Family's back. And oh my gosh, I, my inner child is happy and I'm so ready for the Proud Family. But do they realize that the Proud Family reboot is the picture perfect example of why reboots need to stop and why Hollywood needs to stop doing it. They need to hire new writers, need to hire new showrunners and producers and new creators where we can create new concepts instead of rehashing the old concept over and over and over again. I am an original fan of the Proud Family. I was a fan of the Proud Family and Moesha. Those are my two shows. And I watched a lot of shows. Danny Phantom. Static Shock, Teen Titans, That's So Raven, 
Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Some of these shows, because of streaming services and the access that streaming services give us, I still watch them. I still watch Poesha. I still watch the old Power from time to time when I'm not watching Power or Abbott Elementary, which is a great show. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I still watch them. You know, when I'm not watching Bel Air, I still uh, turn on a SpongeBob every now and then because that's my childhood, man. And it's like, man, I get nostalgia, so I, I turn to Paramount Plus or HBO Max or whatever streaming service, Hulu, and I watch it. But nothing outside of Static Shock could really take away from Moesha and the Proud Family. Those were the two shows for me. So when I give this review, just know I'm not being the angry podcaster that wants listeners and viewers. I, I'm not being that person. I am a real fan of the Proud Family. I, I probably watched every Proud Family episode like 15 times these past, what, has it been 20 years at this point? Like, like 15, 16 times these past 20 years. Now, I've not really watched the movie again. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the movie. I thought it was okay. But the, the series, that's me. I used to watch it all the time, right? And I put a lot of people up on Proud Family, to be honest. Uh, especially like younger folks that didn't know like what it was about. Like my brother, I put my brother up on Proud Family. So I'm I'm an evangelist of Proud Family. So allow me to say as a proud, proud family viewer that I am not a fan of the first two episodes of Proud Family Louder and Prouder. And I'm gonna tell you the reason why. The Proud Family, the original run of it, had a charm. It had like a sophistication to it. It had an overall general theme that you understood at the end of the episode and it was sort of sandwiched in between the slapstick comedy of Oscar getting blown up, Oscar getting beaten up, Sugar Mama being just the wild, exaggerated version of the black grandmother in our community, Trudy being the picture-perfect wife and mother, like Penny and her growing pains and her diverse set of friends. Like, there was a charm that went with the original show. And I think it was an early 2000s type of charm of early 2000s hip hop and us embracing that. Early 2000s pop culture where you get an episode with Kobe Bryant, you get an episode with Lil Romeo, you get an episode with Mariah Carey. So it's this ethos of, and Steve Harvey was in, was in an episode. Cedric Entertainer was a regular on the show as Bobby Proud. So it was an ethos that the Proud family had that was endearing. Children could watch it because it had sensible values and they had a Black History episode. They had like the Rumors episode. They had like different motifs and themes that became apparent at the end of every episode that was with the comedy. But for the adults, the adults won't be watching it, rolling their eyes like, man, I want to watch something else because Oscar and Trudy were sort of relatable. Their, their, their arguments, their squabbles. Um, Oscar would have like little comedy that alluded to older generations and Sugar Mama was always everyone's favorite character that was a little bit older. They had like, you know, different storylines that were for all the folks that were watching with their kids. So the Proud family had a charm about it. It had a swagger about it. Even from the theme song, you have Beyonce and Destiny's Child with Solange that's doing that theme song, that iconic theme song that people still talk about and sing to this day. Because of the charm, the original writing, and the embracing of the black community within that proud family show, it is still a part of our culture, so much so that the streets and the culture demanded that we want the proud family back. This reboot of the proud family 
has none of that. This reboot of the Proud family, and I think they've been selling this since like 2019, but this reboot of the Proud family seemed rushed. It seemed like, okay, we're behind schedule. This is supposed to come out 2020, and we didn't do it. So now it's 2022, February 2022 is Black History Month. Let's put it out, and let's put all the slang and all the social media re references, all the cryptocurrency and NFTs and, and all of that into one episode, and one or two episodes, and then the whole series so we can make it pop off. That is what I felt about the Proud family. I think that... They, they were like, hey, so I want you to know that this is not your early 2000s Proud Family. This is not 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, or 2006. This, or 2001, I think it came out 2001. Okay, like this is not that. This is a whole new series. We're embracing the world in 2020. We have a pro-black character. We have social media. We, we, we've given the characters new models. So this is not the original show. This is an allusion to it. It's a homage to it, but it's something different. And although I'm holding on to the memory of the Proud family that I can still watch on Disney+, Plus, I just think that it's strayed too far away from what made the original Proud family good. So in this starting episode, you have like this almost Disney Tinkerbell-like light that is flying through everyone's like window or what have you, and it's growing them up for some reason. I, I don't know, like, why is why that's a thing, but it's, it's, flying, it's flying through, and everyone is, like, having puberty all of a sudden. And, and Penny has, like, you know, a shape, and she's grown taller, and all these different things. So Penny is like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I'm popping. And then everyone is sort of experiencing puberty because of this light that came through. We don't see Penny again until later on, I think a bit after this new theme song, which is trash. I'm sorry to the person that made it. I'm pretty sure you are a talented musician, but I think that person reasonably that made this new one that was uh, that was involved in making this remix of the original song sang by Solange and Destiny's Child and Beyonce, you had a tall task replacing a theme song that was is as iconic as the Proud Family theme song. And you failed miserably, but don't beat yourself up because no one could have reasonably done it unless you just switched out the theme song entirely, almost like how 50 Cent does on Power. Like, like the Force theme song is hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? The the, the Power Book 3 Raising Canaan theme song with Charlie Wilson is hard. You know what I'm saying? So maybe, and this is what I said on Twitter, maybe you could have had her. You could have had Chloe and Halle. You could have had SZA. Like, like some R&B singer that's popping right now or like a collection of, of singers that are popping right now do a rendition of the original Proud Family theme song or do a reimagined version to fit this new generation. The same way you get Solange and Beyonce and Destiny's Child to do their rendition. I think that that would have given a better feel and showed us this is a different Proud family. This is a new updated version. This is not 2006 anymore. And then I think it would have given an entryway for a new artist to add that to their resume. Like I sang the new Proud family thing. But it just, it, it doesn't sound good. It sounds like, hey, we're up, we've updated the whole show. And, and it, it, that, that wasn't a good lead up. That didn't give me a good feeling moving in. The, anim, the animated style of how they've drawn the characters and how they're animated, I'm not the biggest fan because it seems choppy. Like in the original Proud Family, although the animation style itself is old, all right? And of course, the dimensions of how the show was shot, like it was made for those box big back TVs 
We have flat screens now. So sometimes when you watch the Proud Family, you'll see a black box around it, or you'll see like, you know, they'll have a border around a Proud, a Proud Family clip because it wasn't made for like the flat screens we have now. It wasn't made in the resolutions that our TVs are able to show now. But the old Proud Family animation had a fluidness to it that was endearing and it, it sort of made you a part of the series. I mean, it gave you like, hey, like these are real breathing characters. Oh, it wasn't 3D, it was 2D, but it's like they're talking. I can see them saying the words that they're saying. This new animation style of the Proud Family, honestly and truthfully, seems like someone on YouTube did it because if you remember, it used to be folks on YouTube that would draw the different Proud Family characters and they would do different videos, updating them, putting Penny in college, making the, the characters from the Proud Family Greek, or like having them rep different HBCUs. Like I've seen all of that within these past like 14, 15 years. I've seen it all. And this looks like something off of YouTube. Like it's like the characters like don't move the right way. It's like they like the way that they talk, it's like I can't really even tell what they're what they're truly saying. Like it's like the, the like the little glow and like the darkness of the of the cartoon itself. Like it's like it's like a it's like a dark tinge on the cartoon where they're trying to sort of like say, hey, this is the sun shining down on the characters. It makes it look cheaper than the original. That's just me. I, I know it's a different animation style and maybe I'll get used to it because I'm continuing to watch it, but it just, it didn't fit to me. Penny comes down and Penny has fully embraced social media culture. That's believable. So she falls down the stairs. Of course, you have Oscar and Penny's, you know, tussle over. Oscar wanted to keep her as his baby girl, not being with any, having any boyfriends, not going out there, like, you know, having sex, all the different things. And it's, it, that was implied in the original series that Oscar is a good, overprotective father. And while at times it was slapstick comedy at some points, Oscar was the good dad that comforted his daughter and made sure his daughter was put up on game and made sure his, his daughter had a level of love and understood that Penny loved, loved, loved him or that he loved Penny. And they had a mutual love for each other, right? With this one, they're going over the top to say, hey, Oscar and Penny have issues. They put her in a nice outfit. That, that, that was sort of funny. Sugar Mama makes her grand interest. I think we all were happy to see the Sugar Mama's back. Shout, shout to, 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 to the actor for Sugar Mama. We have to shout out the HBCU alum because a lot of folks don't know. Jo Marie Payton, she was on also. She was on Moesha as well. She was Hakeem's mom. And then you had Family Matter. She was on a lot of different shows. Joe Marie Pay went to Albany State. So shout out to Albany State. <laughs> shout out to Albany State. And shout out to Joe Marie Payton. Big HBCU alum out here, man. <laughs> Just saying, I heard that Trudy went to Tuskegee. No, not the actor. Not the actress, but the actual character. I cannot confirm or deny that. They never said she went to Tuskegee, but okay. I, I saw it on social media, though. That might be fake news. I might have I just got got. But anyway, <laughs> so Sugar Mama comes in. They have the tussle between Oscar and Sugar Mama. That's back. And then we see uh, Penny's friends. Dejanae's back, and she's gained some pounds. Um, Zoe's back. She's gotten taller. And Michael is now going to be the reoccurring character now voiced by E.J. Johnson, Maddox Johnson's son. And Michael was a very interesting character in the original series. And I, th I thought that Michael, to a point, was a very progressive character in, in my eye. And I think that the Proud family was early 
in those storylines of Michael where he was fighting to be accepted and he had a father that didn't accept him for who he was, but Michael like was who he was. And, and his, I think his father, the coach had to eventually accept that, you know, it was the episode in season three where like Michael like turned into a monster because like people weren't accepting of him being who he was and they bullied him. So it's like, you know, I liked how they wrote Michael in the original series. They, they, replace michael michael's actor voice actor who is a legendary actor i want to just say that he's a legendary actor phil lamar he voiced john stewart slash green lantern in justice league and justice league unlimited he was virgil aka static and static shock he's voiced in father's home imagining friends he was wilt like he's he's been in so many shows he was in Mad TV. He's done video games. So Phil Lamar is a, is a legendary actor. So I would have loved, this personally me, all right, Phil Lamar is still out here. He's still kicking it. God bless him. Like, I would have loved to have seen him reprise his role. But I understand that he he probably is it's very expensive. He's OG in this game. He's probably very expensive as, as other products that he's doing. And you might have wanted to move and get an EJ Johnson as like a splashy name as a part of this show. I have no problem with Michael's new character. I get you're trying to update that character. I get that. And then, you know, you, you add in, you add in Maya Lebowitz Jenkins. Okay. Maya Lebowitz Jenkins. And then you have, um, a boogie with the hoodie plays, plays her brother. I was sort of shocked. I was like, that's a boogie. <laughs> like, that's a boogie. So, you know, yeah, Maya, and a boogie, Francis Lebowitz Jenkins or KG. So they're the, the new characters as well. That's sort of going to be sort of the sideline characters. And you have Maya voiced by Kiki Palmer. That's going to be replacing La Cienega as sort of Penny's main foil or main enemy that's in that friend group. I get it. I was asking and I got my answer. I'm like, okay, so everyone's back except for Sticky. And we know in real life, because these shows exist in a real world, that and then these, these are real actors that voice these people. We know that Orlando Brown, my dog Orlando Brown, once he grew out of that child actor mode and he got away from Disney Channel, he did a lot of he did a lot of stuff in his life and he became a running joke on the internet and in social media culture. He was on Vlad TV freaking wild and saying the most. And I'm not gonna revisit what he said. But I do want to say that we can't talk about Orlando Brown without bringing up the fact that Orlando Brown is a born again Christian and that he is no longer on drugs. He's changing his life. So shout out to Orlando Brown. We'll talk. We'll talk. Gotta gotta point it out. If y'all are gonna talk about the fact that Orlando Brown isn't playing sticky and Orlando Brown's not a part of this proud family reboot, we have to bring up the fact that Orlando Brown has changed. And we are, as human beings, we are allowed to change. And that really gave me the inspiration and the hope that he would be somehow, some way, a part of this project. Because I think he is sort of rehabilitating his image. He's done some Christian rap. Like, and he, he to me, I think that he understands that he was wilding back in the day, and now he's on a better path. That's what I, I understand. But I guess Disney, I don't know if, if, if Mr. Smith or Bruce Smith that, is the creator of the show. I don't know if they pitched that to Disney, but I was sort of like, I, I sort of think that, you know, he's earned his just due to be back on the show. So they had Sticky there and 
the character of Francis KG Lebowitz, because of course DeJanae is running to go see Sticky, and KG pops up at the door playing, I guess, a PSP. I'm like, a PSP? Like, what? Like, like everybody got smartphones, PSP, people don't play PSPs no more. Um, like PSPs were great, but it's it's like a like a gaming system. Like, huh? Like a portable gaming system. We don't do that no more. Like we we have our iPhones and we and we play games on our phones now. But like um KG sort of replaces Sticky, and then we meet Maya, who's voiced by Kiki Palmer. Penny acts very out of character. And at the end, we see that Penny sort of turned back into what we originally knew her as. But Penny was never, a, Penny was never, and let me be frank, Penny was never a kiss ass. Like Penny, if, if, you, if Penny, if you didn't like Penny, Penny didn't like you. Whether you were an adult, whether you were a kid, like Penny was, Penny was headstrong, she was confident in herself, and that confidence never wavered. Now I understand you have to sort of bend her a little bit to fit the average everyday teenager in a social media culture. Like Penny can be headstrong, but still, influenced by you know societal pressures and her friends i get that but penny would have never been kissing the ass and i just want to be honest and be frank because this is all i can say it penny wouldn't be kissing the ass of maya in the original show penny and maya probably got to fight or would have been then threatened to fight if, Pe if penny had an automatic problem with dejanay not even but la cienega once la cienega treated her dirty and foul even when she always tried to treat La Cienega well and off rip, she immediately had issues with La Cienega. Why is she going to accept BS for Maya? That, that, that makes no sense. Like, like I, I don't like how writers in TV decide we're going to cut the knees off of the character that we created just to appease a storyline or to grow a character. Like when you had Ryan Destiny on Growners, for example, I talked about it when we were doing, um, you know, the initial reviews uh, back last year. And I talked about how Sky and Jazz were always intelligent, sharp, socially astute, and like normally the wisest in the room and normally the ones that are telling about themselves. But then with Ryan Destiny's character, they tried to do a storyline of her being a filmmaker and doing a film on them as athletes. All of a sudden, they're, they're dumb. They're stupid. And they, they, don't, they don't know basic information about life the school but sky and jazz never were that but you cut off this this character you cut them at the knees to make them appease the storyline that you want them to i don't like that because i want to view this character as 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 living and breathing and that we as humans we have different idiosyncrasies about ourselves that we react certain ways when pressured we react certain ways when we're in situations so you're telling me that Penny Proud wanting that smoke with La Cienega Boulevard is, but Kiki Palmer's Maya can walk all over her and then they, and then Penny don't get buck on her until the end. Come on, man. Like that, that, that was sort of odd to me. That was sort of odd to me. Like you have other characters that came back. You had uh, Poppy. He's back. Um, of course, Sugar Mama's still going crazy over him. Um, you know, you have, you know, other characters that pop, that, that pop up. But, you know, that first episode of like Penny trying to find herself, the Grow Sisters are back, they're now rappers, um, and all these different things. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the first episode. The second episode, I saw them trying to work a concept. To be, uh, to be honest, I thought the second episode was worse, was a little bit worse. But like, <laughs> to, be, to be honest, it was a little bit worse. Cause they, they tried to tie into like real life times with social media influencers, all these different things. But my thing with the Proud family right now, like right now with the Proud family, I can tell you this. With the Proud family, 
I believe that the Proud family right now is suffering from the Boondock season four syndrome. Now, from what I understand, Bruce Smith is is still on this show. They might have brought in some new writers and they might have brought back some of the original writing crew in the original writing room of the Proud family um, from from back in the day. But it's just it's not the same the way that 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 because now it's not you're not writing for a commercial break. The episodes are longer because you have to realize that the episodes of the the Proud family were around like 19, 21 minutes because you had the, the commercials in between. But now that this on a streaming service, unless you have like a loyalty version of Disney where you have to pay for ads, like, you know, you're not going to see ads in it. So they're not writing for the commercial break. They're more so writing just for, for the story. And like the formula was you, you get the hijinks of the family. Penny is presented with a problem or Oscar or whoever is presented with a problem. Right. And then throughout, throughout the episode, the plot problem is flushed out. You try to find a solution to the problem. And then the overlapping message is then given at the end. And then you have like, like a fourth act where it's like some comedy, like Oscar gets beat up or something happens like that. And that sort of ends that episode. Oscar eats something and he blows up in flames. Like that, that normally is, is what happened. And then even within the context of like an episode, like the real thingy baby, where it wasn't like an episode that had an, a true overlapping message. It was just comedy. It still was all brought together towards the end. You know, like that's not the structure. It looks like that's not the structure of where they're going with this. Like my thing is the proud family had a purpose. What is the purpose of this new one? It's up to make money, get folks to, to sign up or keep their subscription for Disney plus and get the actors, actors, actors some money. You brought back most of the original cast minus Orlando Brown. Now I'm very sure with, with wizard Kelly, because wizard Kelly had a speaking part in that second episode with Oscar wizard. Kelly is not voiced by Aerie Spears anymore. That couldn't be Aerie Spears. Like, and I've not done my due diligence. I probably will do it moving forward, but that's not Aerie Spears. And the essence of Wizard Kelly was that it was a parody of Magic Johnson and sort of the way that Wizard talked and his swagger, what, what was predicated on the way that Aries delivered that performance, right? So I don't know who that person was, but this new Wizard isn't giving me the old Wizard. Like, I'm sorry, like, with the Proud family specifically, like, I will defend Belair and say that let Belair be his own thing. Yes, it is inspired by the Fresh Prince of Belair, but the drama series Belair on Peacock is going to be something totally different. And I think that we need to accept the fact that these characters are different and they're taking the premise of the original Fresh Prince and making it a drama. So it's going to be different storylines, the different things that happen. So we have to accept that because they're clearly drawing that line in the sand and saying, this is not your father and your uncle and your mother and your aunt. This is not the 1990s Fresh Prince. And it's okay. That is what Belair is trying to tell you. But the Proud family is saying that, hey, this is the Proud family, but we're louder and prouder. And I'm like, no, the, the Proud family's not louder and, 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 and prouder. It's forced and badly written. That's what the Proud family is at this point. Please write Penny the way she's supposed to be written. Like, please make these characters matter. Like, Sticky is gone. I understand the thing with Orlando Brown. But, bro, make, make me love these characters. Like, I know that to a point, I am a grown adult, 25 years old out here. Right. So, but, well, I can't even say that because it's, 
is Proud Family really not for me? Because y- you have Oscar and Trudy, it was sort of like an allusion to them having sex on the couch. So it's like, is this not for me? <laughs> like, like you mentioned Uncle Ruckus um, in the second episode. So is this version of the Proud Family not for me? I- I'm sort of, I don't know. Like, is it really for the kids? Is it for everyone? Is it for the folks that watched it in the past and the kids now? I don't know, to be honest. Because it's like you have your adult elements. You have, like, you know, the elements that would sort of appeal to kids. But then if you think about it, are there really elements that appeal to kids? Or is it this for, like, you know, the preteen teenagers? I don't, I really don't know what space this Proud Family spinoff or reboot, excuse me, occupies. I just really don't know. And hopefully between now and the end of March, because I think it's only seven episodes in this initial run for what I see listed. And it looks like you're going to have uh, it all start with Orange Basketball, something with Wizard Kelly, Father Figures, Snackland, Get In, and then Al, Ro- Al Roker makes a return with When You Wish Upon a Roker. And that's going to be March the 30th, 2022. So that, that's going to be March March the 30th, tw- March the 30th, 2022. So uh, we're going to have like at least a month of new episodes of The Proud Family every probably Wednesday, right? So my whole entire thing is, man, like I would give these first two episodes, just my first thoughts on them, a six out of 10. The comedy was still good. It was nice seeing everybody come back. And I'm still a fan of Proud Family. And I have a hope that it's going to get better. But I just want, this reboot to make sense because Proud Family had a purpose. Penny, how they how they wrote Penny these first two episodes, first her being a kiss ass, and then the next one of her being this tyrannical influencer, and then her not really truly learning a lesson, or I guess she learned one, but we didn't see it reflected. We didn't see her like apologize because if this was the original Proud Family, Penny would have apologized how she treated her friends. She would have apologized. Even to La Cienega, she would have apologized for how she treated them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we're not going to see Penny apologize and sort of like, you know, eat crow a little bit and then say that, listen, like, no matter what, social media doesn't define us. Like, we're we're, 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 we're us no matter what. And, you know, we shouldn't allow social media to get to our heads. Not, and that happened to me, and I'm sorry. Y'all still my girls. They're going to hug. La Cienega going to say something stupid. And then they ride off into the sunset. You know what I'm saying? Like, that typically is how... Like a, like an ending of Proud Family would go, and then Oscar would get beat up by Sugar Mama or something like that. That 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 would happen. But like you know, I just I don't know what purpose this this series has. I hope it does find it. I'm going to continue to watch it, and I'll continue to speak on it. But I just really hope that the Proud Family finds the same type of purpose that the original had, and that's what I really want to see from this one. But we'll we'll see what happens. It, it you have five more up five more episodes, right? Five more episodes coming up. So we'll see if it eventually turns into something. But nevertheless, that is it for me. Listen, if like if you're like, why is he so passionate about the Proud Family? Like this is for kids. You can't tell me it's, it's not for kids. You can't tell me it's not for me. Okay, Proud Family Moesha. Let me rock with it. I'm gonna walk you through it. I'm gonna tell you if it's really doing what it needs to do. And I'm and I'm going to hold the feet to the fire, and it's gonna get a season two. People are gonna watch it. Twitter, please be honest. That's all I want to ask Twitter. Twitter, please be honest about these shows because y'all are so disingenuous. And like, if it's bad, say it's bad. 
If y'all don't like the theme song, say you don't like it. You're not personally attacking Bruce, Bruce Smith or the person that made it. Just say it's not good. It's okay. Because what's gonna happen is that Bruce Smith and the people that wrote these episodes and people that are working on this show, they're gonna see our commentary and they're gonna make a better show in season two. I'm just saying. It's not hate, it's constructive criticism, but congratulations to everyone that is on this new show. I wish them the best and I will be watching. But six out of 10 for me, maybe 6.5. But nevertheless, everyone, I will see you guys on the other side. Make sure to follow Post Radio 100 on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, and just Post Radio on YouTube. I'll talk to y'all later. You're listening to Pulse Radio. You and me always be tight, family.